Hey guys, and welcome to or back to the Pause of Pursuit podcast with your host, Summer Clark. So today, this was kind of a last minute spontaneous episode idea that I threw together last night, as I do. Um, I do appreciate all of your episode requests. However, most of them were guest episodes, so obviously they take longer to sort out um, and schedule, and our schedules need to align, if that makes sense. Um, so this is just one that I thought would be super interesting because everyone loves Arrow, okay? Weird way to start the podcast, but everyone loves Arrow, right? You all agree. So I thought I'd do an episode on eight things I've learned about Spaniels, the good, the bad, and the ugly. So, you know, everyone loves Arrow. It's all positive. You know, I have a lot of comments. Um, you know, people make comments at shows like, oh, this is Arrow's type of course, or, oh, you, oh Summer's here, she'll win it. And sounds quite big-headed for me to say that, but that is just how it is. And I'm not being funny, but for, for me, those comments are strange because I'm like, but he's so hard work. <laughs> like, why do you think that? Like, I don't, you know, yes, I used to win a lot when he was in the lower grades. Um, eventually, after all his problems, were, well, I say all his problems were solved. They're still not solved. After all his his problems were starting to get managed, shall I say. And people say that to me and I'm like, what do you mean? It's really, it's, it's going to be really difficult. You know, he's going to struggle with this because of blah, blah, blah in my head. So, you know, again, it just shows how things can look completely different on the surface to what it actually is. So I think there's, I want to say mean, but it's not a mean. Well, I'm so old using that word still. What is it? Um, it's like a graphic. Um, and it says what people see and what actually happens. And it's like a carrot and you see like the leaves at the top and then underneath is like the fat carrot underground. Um, or something like that, I can't remember. Or like an iceberg or something. Um, and it's like what actually goes into it and then what people see. Um, it's basically like that, that's what I'm getting at. Um, but as well, I kind of got, so that's part of it, is I kind of want to reiterate the fact that yes we've done well and yes we often do well however you know it's not all as it seems um we still struggle a lot with a lot of things and things are still a huge battle um you know i'll go into a course and i'll still think this is going to be hard you know he's got a seesaw issue his dog walk turns are, are really hard work um we don't have those yet and then obviously his nerves you know i've still got to support him in like the end of the weaves and stuff so that puts me behind there's still all those things that i'm thinking it's hard. Do you know what I mean? Um, so that's part of it. Um, but also the other part of it is that I think a lot of people think of Spaniels, as I did and still do, as an agility breed kind of, you know, working cock Spaniel. They're physically mostly all sound um, and, you know, they have the physical capabilities to run well and be an athletic agility dog. And we all see all these amazing Spaniels running around the course and winning and all sorts, you know, at Crufts basically being fast, tight, athletic, just great little agility dogs. Um, and they often, you know, they're screaming, they often, they'll look really enthusiastic, you know, um, and mentally up for the game as well on the surface. So, you know, when I decided to get a Spaniel, I'd spent quite a while th looking at Spaniels and thinking, oh my God, Spaniels are amazing. I would love one of those. Um, I don't regret it, obviously, but at the same time, having Arrow has been the hardest thing I've ever done um, and training him up to be a good agility dog and he's still got so far to go it's been the hardest thing i've ever done and i'm still doing um so i kind of want to reiterate the fact that you know don't just look at a spaniel and think oh my god it's a great agility dog i want one 
because there's way more to it than that. So this is just more of an episode to go into a bit more depth on Spaniels. Um, so the things that I've learned from Arrow basically. So again, another little disclaimer before I begin, this is all just what I've learned from Arrow. Um, it's not a given, it's not fact. This isn't eight facts about Spaniels. This is eight things that I've learned from Arrow. So, you know, it's again my experience, as are all these episodes really, unless I have a guest on who's an expert. But yeah, this is purely my opinion. Um, so just bear that in mind while you are listening. Now, I would just like to take a minute to introduce you guys to the podcast sponsor, Huel. So here I have one of the ready to drink Huel meals, the berry flavour. Huel ready to drink is a meal in a bottle with over 20 grams of protein. It really is the perfect meal for when you are on the go. You don't need to sacrifice convenience or nutrition, you can have both with ready to drink. Each serving has 26 vitamins and minerals. This means every bottle of ready to drink has 175 health benefits. It is made from natural ingredients such as coconut, sunflower seeds, tapioca, pea protein, flax seeds and hemp seed protein. Every meal is vegan and it has no gluten, no palm oil, no GMO, no lactose and no animal products whatsoever. It comes in eight delicious flavours including iced coffee caramel and strawberries and cream as well as the classics like vanilla, chocolate and banana. It is absolutely delicious and just tastes like a milkshake. It is widely sold in supermarkets, petrol stations and corner shops around the UK and it can be conveniently purchased online. I found out about Huel because I was looking for a product that would give me all the nutrients that I need while travelling to events and staying over at competitions and training events. So when it's time to refuel and have a meal I can just drink a ready-to-drink Huel product and get all my nutrients quickly, easily and without cooking. It's perfect when I don't have the time or the facilities to cook. For example, when I'm camping at a competition, I'm going to be drinking at least one a day at Casey Iron Dogs in Need. If you're super busy, just like me, then you really don't want to miss out. You can easily and conveniently shop ready-to-drink from Huel at the link uk.huel.com slash pause. I hugely appreciate anyone and everyone that uses my link as it helps keep this podcast running and every sale through that link helps keep my podcast going. Buying through my link also gets you a free t-shirt which will be auto applied at the checkout. If you subscribe to a Huel order, you can save 10%. You can choose how often your subscription comes, for example, every two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, etc. And these are super easy to manage on the website and you can edit whenever you like. uk.huel.com com slash pause. So as far as the weekly recap goes, because I know you all look forward to this part more than probably any of the rest of the episode, um, I've not got a lot for you. Again, pretty standard week. Um, mainly done non-dog agility things. Uh, went out on Friday for drinks and was still back by half 12 because I'm a grandma. Um, but that was great. That was fun. Um, you know me, I don't like a hangover as no one does, but I especially don't like it. <laughs> I refuse, in fact, to have a hangover. So I still like to get up early and have the next day doing all the things that I actually want to do in my day instead of just being in bed. So I always come home at midnight. Um, I literally don't care what anyone says to me. I really, like genuinely, you carry on and have your fun and spend tomorrow in bed feeling like shit because it's not for me. But I did have a good time, a good solid five hours of drinking, so still felt um, felt all the things, shall we say. Um, I also got my nails done, which are beautiful, my favourite colour. If you're not watching on the YouTube video, on the YouTube, yeah, on the YouTube video, have a look. I love them. Um, so yeah, nice, wholesome, non-doggy week, kind of. Uh, work as usual, still absolutely loving that. 
had I think I've had three training sessions with Aaron now yeah I have two um where I've hired the field and done my own thing and then one group class which was indoors back on the sand I forgot how hard it is to run in sand I was all over well I didn't look it on the video but I felt all over the shop I was like oh my god it's like running in quicksand um and I returned orange but he was great he didn't put a foot wrong he is really coming on like honestly with every session I can it's like the tiniest little increments of progress but I can feel it because I've been there the whole time if that makes sense so it is really cool um but we're just taking our time um I've had a bit of a break from dog walk turn training because it's just really hard <laughs> to be honest and um so I've been concentrating on seesaw um, so I've just been out in the rain and I can still feel it like drying on my face. It's gross. Anyway, and the sun's in my eyes now. What's the sun doing? Why is the sun out? What the heck? Anyway, um, I'm blind. I've lost my train of thought as well now. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much my weekly recap. Um, I'm going to start putting the mat on the plank on the floor and trying to do that because as soon as I put it on the down plank when it's like this um, at an angle as it should be, he can't do it, his brain goes, he does not have a clue, he's just looking at the mat mine the whole time. I think as well, because on a normal dog walk, on a normal straight um, running dog walk exit, he hasn't seen the mat in ages, he just runs off it now um, and does it by stride, so he knows to do his two strides, um, and sometimes he has the stride regulator on there at training to help that. Um, so it's just bringing it back really into his head to think about the mat, but we're still working on it. Um, I've just that's why you probably haven't seen any videos because I've just taken a little break um, But anyway without further ado that is pretty much my week nice and boring for you But let's get into the episode So eight things I've learned about spaniels the good the bad and the ugly So brace yourself for all the truths all the good things all the bad things and all the things that I just think you need to know If you want to get a spaniel <laughs> So number one they feed off you and the environment so they mirror your energy to start with so whatever you're feeling they mirror, they will also feel, which is super important in an agility environment because if you're nervous, they're probably gonna be nervous. If you're excited, they're gonna be excited. You know, if you're calm and focused and relaxed, they're probably gonna be calm and focused and relaxed. Arrow is huge on that. He literally feeds off of me. That's a really important thing to note. And the environment as well. So they match the energy of the atmosphere in their environment. So for example, agility shows are a highly strong, nervous, excitable environment you know, your spaniel's probably going to be highly strong, nervous and excitable, all the things, which is why a lot of spaniels you see at shows are off their rockers. Um, obviously, this can be managed and things can be trained and put in place to help this. But really, you know, that's their default in those environments. And also um, on the other end of the spectrum, there is um, like the home environment. So if I'm chilling, if all my family is chilling in the evening and we're all chilled and the environment is calm, he will lie down and nod off and go to sleep and have a cuddle. But if, say, we're all busy in the house, so same environment, just a different setting. Well, no, same, I don't know why I use that word. Same environment and setting, but just a different vibe in that setting. Um, so if my mum's up and cooking or we're having a guest around soon and we're rushing around or I'm getting ready to go out, um, then he will be up and wandering around and looking like, oh my God, expecting something to happen. So basically, in summary, they feed off of people and their environment and match that energy. So number two is if they aren't taught an off switch, they just won't have one. They won't switch off and they won't stop. <laughs> so you do need to teach your spaniel to chill out when necessary. I won't get into how to do that now um, because that's a whole nother topic and I'll be sat here for hours. Um, 
but don't you know expect your spaniel to be constantly up and about and on the move and pacing around and doing all the things unless you teach it to not do that basically so don't be alarmed if you get a spaniel and you know i mean they're going to be sleeping when they're a puppy aren't they but it hits teenager teenagehood is that word teenagehood adolescenthood um i'm making up words here my own little dictionary so don't be surprised they hit that age and they just don't stop at all that's probably just a spaniel and you need to kind of teach that off switch <laughs> so yeah they'll pace around the house and they rarely run out of physical energy so we have to teach them how to mentally switch off which is another reason why we love having them as agility dogs because they are very you know they, they rarely run out of physical energy they have a lot of stamina endurance anyway that's just how they're built and how they are um so we have to teach them to harness that if that makes sense um number three is they can eat more than we think again remember this is all experience but for me arrow is on a raw diet little plug for paleo ridge there amazing food he is in the best shape and condition ever he's perfect um that food keeps him in the best health and of course i'm not just saying that you can tell by the way he runs you know you've all seen him um out and about in videos etc he's in great condition with it however he can eat a lot of food and like Ethel cannot, she will get chubby, but Arrow can literally eat and eat and eat. Obviously, I don't let him eat and eat and eat, but he could. Um, and I think because they're so active and up and about all the time, they're constantly burning calories so they can eat. Think about us. So I eat a lot of food, but I'm always active so I can eat more because I'm burning those calories off. Same for the Spaniels. I think half of it is that they are always sort of pacing about and they're always, you know, they'll run about. And when they're on walks, they'll just run about. You know, they don't want to walk, they run. So they're burning off more as they do all those things. And their fast metabolisms mean they can eat quite a lot without gaining weight. So again, this is on a raw diet. I've never fed Arrow a strict a diet of kibble for the long term. Maybe if we go away to a show or something where we're camping and we don't have a freezer. Um, but he has been on a raw diet all his life. And he can eat a very, very substantial amount of that raw food and maintain his weight. So that's also something to consider if you want to get a spaniel. Um, they don't eat. They don't eat. They do eat quite a bit of food and they need that because they're so active, especially if your dog is an agility dog or a working dog and is very active during its day. So, for example, Arrow eats a lot, a lot, a lot more than Ethel, for example, not just because of their size difference, but because of their activity difference. And even when Ethel was doing agility, um, I still had to watch her weight a lot more than I do Arrow's um, because, you know, she did her agility and her walks and then she just sleeps. Arrow does not. Arrow likes to be up and about um, in between. So again, comparing it to humans, like we have our workouts, our walks, our agility, our actual like exercise we mean to do, but then our non-exercise activity thermogenesis, I'm getting really technical here, um, is the calories you burn doing non-exercise activity. So like me now, moving my hands as I speak, burning, this is non-exercise agility, agility, oh my God, non-exercise. <laughs> activity thermogenesis so i'm burning calories by not meaning to do any exercise if that makes sense um so spaniels seem to be higher <laughs> of that as well because they're up and about in between exercise basically so that's just something i've noticed with arrow again I, some spaniels might be different i have no idea um 
Number four, and this is quite obvious for those that have watched Arrow's journey, but they are very sensitive and predisposed to nerves. So they are easily rattled by stimuli in their environment. So they do pay attention to what is going on in their environment and new things or sudden noises or anything like that they are more highly sensitive to. So they, they'll pick up on it where another breed or dog might not even notice it, if that makes sense. So they are highly sensitive to that stimuli in their environment. And it's good to be aware of that because sometimes we as people might not even notice the stimuli that they've noticed and are now reacting to in a nervous way. So always be aware if you're wondering, why is my Spaniel acting like this? Look around, think the environment, you know, there's things happening. They're probably picking up on something about uh, in that. And they take time to learn that new things aren't threatening. So you can't rush this process. And that's why socialization is so important. And that's why I really hate COVID and lockdown because Arrow was a lockdown puppy and he didn't get as much of that at all as I would have done otherwise, like not even close, not even a little grain or sliver of it. Um, so that's not great. Um, you know, they're, they're gonna struggle a lot more without that. You need to start them straight away, exposing them to things. Um, so that by the time they're what 18 months if you're if you're getting one for agility you know by what by that rough age you know they're pretty solid they've they've seen all the sights heard all the noises come across all the people all the dogs and they're pretty confident they've learned they've had that time to learn that these things aren't threatening they're not going to hurt them and they can be nice and confident around them then but that does take time and they are predisposed to stage fright and performing in a chaotic environment can often cause them to shut down. I don't know if you heard Ethel just like did one singular bark. Don't know why. Excuse me, I'm choking. So yeah, stage fright, as you probably know from seeing a lot of Spaniels do agility, is quite common in the breed. Um, you know, it doesn't help that we will be nervous. We will also have a, a sense of stage fright going into a competition setting. On that start line so they'll also feed off that but all in all you know they performing in a chaotic environment can be stressful on them because they're being asked to do things they're being asked to perform and think and use their brains and do hard things in an environment that's already stressing them out so that's like stress upon stress and remember not all stress is bad the stress of having to think about what we're asking of them and perform is not a bad stress that's a good stress but the bad stress of the scary environment that they're nervous of, you know, combined with that good stress, is just a lot of stress, basically. So that's why a lot of Spaniels can get stage fright. Again, it's manageable look at Arrow, um, but it's definitely something to be aware of if you want the breed. Number five, once they learn that people aren't a threat, they love them unconditionally and will do anything to please them. So this is the nicest, loveliest point of this entire episode. But once a spaniel is comfortable with people, they are super friendly with them and they literally live to please them. Like Arrow will do anything for me. He would die for me. He would literally put himself on a cross and crucify himself for me if he could. Um, they will do anything for a fuss. They absolutely love to be fussed and cuddles actually make them feel safe. So for Arrow, you know, just getting down with him and being like, good boy, and giving him that fuss, you know, stroking him and stuff like that. It, it may it just you can see it gives him confidence like you can see that that gives him confidence because he's getting that reassurance from me if that makes sense um so make sure that you you know don't just think of say rewards as food or toys 
rewards for spaniels could be in the form of that praise that cuddle you know those pats and stuff like that because they absolutely love that and it makes them feel good about themselves for arrow i can really tell that interactions like that really boost his self-confidence and obviously also strengthen the connection between me and him so you know he's gonna we, he's gonna feel more like we're a team in competition and he can rely on me even though the environment's scary he knows i'm there you know we've got that strong connection and he'll be okay so yes force and cuddles are number one for a spaniel and they absolutely love people once they learn that they're not a threat okay so all they want in life is to make their owner happy and they always try their best to do so so if your spaniel is being a bit hard work just remember they are trying to please you um they just like for example again not maybe not every spaniel but arrow literally you can see him trying so hard to do what i'm telling him even if he has not a clue and often that's my fault i'm not being clear enough i haven't done enough work on it for him to know straight away but he would do anything you can see him like desperate to do what i tell him ethel however as again you'll probably know if you if you're an og and you've been here from the start is stubborn is a stubborn little ferret and she you thought i was gonna say something else there didn't you she's a stubborn little ferret and she does not care really about doing what i tell her she'll only do it for cheese and a great deal of baby bell um she wouldn't do it just to please me whereas arrow would arrow will do anything just to please me ethel needs an extreme extrinsic oh my god extrinsic reward such as food um and very high quality food at that to even put a little bit of effort into anything so that's a, a huge difference i've noticed between a terrier and a spaniel um and it's probably the same between a spaniel and another breed as well so Number six is, although they often act daft, they are extremely intelligent. So like Arrow, he has he, he, he acts like he has no common sense, doesn't have a clue where his body is in space, what's going on at all. He'll throw himself about and be a maniac and do zoomies and bark his head off and go cross-eyed because he's that crazy. But he, they are very intelligent, our spaniel, okay? So they are often stereotyped as silly spaniels. So if you talk to a lot of spaniel owners, they'll probably tell you that they're crazy and silly and daft and all these things. Um, but there is actually a lot going on in their heads, okay? So that's kind of shown in their potential nerves. You know, to be nervous about something, you've got to be thinking about the things that could go wrong, the, th the things that are threatening you. You know, if you don't have a lot going on in your head, you're probably not going to be too nervous because you just go into it without thinking about it. But because spaniels are so intelligent, they think about everything so deeply and that causes emotional reactions such as nerves. So they have the ability to pick new skills up extremely quickly, given the appropriate training. So as long as you put the correct training practices into place to make that process easy and quick and effective, then they will pick things up very quickly quite scarily quickly you know and make the most of that you know have fun with it teach them tricks um teach them lots of new behaviors and it just stretches their i was about to say stretches their brain cells but that makes no sense it sort of widens their brain capacity that's a bit of a less childish way to say it stretches their brain cells <laughs> gotta say something anyway um but yeah they are very intelligent in every way remember that there is a lot going on their head on in their head even when they're acting daft they're still thinking a lot of thoughts. So number seven, they have just as much potential to be aggressive as any other breed. Now this is quite an important one. Again, it go, it does go for any breed in a sense, but don't be fooled by their sad eyes and soft expressions, okay? So they look 
you know, the Spaniel expression, the sad eyes like this. I, that, that was probably horrible. I'm so sorry. You just had to look into my soul doing that. Um, but their sensitive natures and nervous tendencies actually heighten the chances of them displaying aggression if they aren't managed correctly. So as we know, as dog trainers and dog owners, or we should know, nervousness can be, what's the word, like just portrayed as aggression. So a nervous dog can display aggression, even if it's not an aggressive dog, because it's scared, okay? Um, so people probably, I, I don't think people think of Spaniels as aggressive. I mean, you know, you've just got, again, with any breed, you've just got to remember that all dogs can be aggressive, including the soft, sweet looking Spaniels. In fact, you know, some Spaniels that are very nervous and very sensitive, you've got to make sure you remember that in any dog, nerves can be, can come across as aggression. If not managed correctly, that is, of, of course. Um, so you have to be able to manage your dog's nerves, basically, to avoid any spouts of aggression. Um, you know, aggression is usually sort of an escalated version of that. It comes later. Um, so if you ignore all the, all the signs to start with, that may happen. But just remember um, that these things can still happen in Spaniels. They're not just a given friendly dog, um, you know, and, and they can kind of be more predisposed to it in a sense because of their nerves. So just something to take into consideration that people might not think of uh, from seeing them on the outside. And number eight, finally, is that they aren't easy. They aren't easy, for God's sake. I know most of you probably know by now that Spaniels aren't easy, but just for those of you, again, who look at Arrow or other Spaniels and think, oh, wow, they're so good at agility. They're not easy. They're so hard, in fact. So, again, I'm not saying this to put you off. Just saying it to raise awareness so that no one gets a Spaniel and is either disappointed, terrified, or, you know, doesn't know how to handle it. And then that Spaniel suffers as a result of it. And so do you, basically. So many people see Spaniels excelling at agility and want one for that reason. To be completely honest and transparent with you guys, I did see Spaniels in agility and think, great, they are amazing. I would love one. Obviously, I, I also love the breed, but that was my foot. That was what got me onto Spaniels. I then met a load of Spaniels and made sure I loved the character and stuff like that. But the first thing that put me in the Spaniel headspace was seeing them excel at agility. But you have to remember that they aren't necessarily easy to train. In fact, a lot aren't easy to train at all. I mean, most dogs aren't easy to train full stop, but a lot of Spaniels are actually quite difficult to train. You'll see them do really well, but you've got to think of all the work that it takes to get them to that point. And you have to also remember that they aren't necessarily easy to live with at all. And again, this goes for absolutely any breed of dog. Remember, you've got to live with the dog for way more time than you have to, than you get to do agility with it, basically. So you've got to remember all of these characteristics of a Spaniel and think, can I live with that in my house, if that makes sense? And can that fit around my lifestyle so that I'm happy and the dog's happy? So, you know, you've got to remember that they are very wired. They are very high energy, hence why we get them for agility. But that also, you know, it, that comes over into home life as well. So don't just think oh, I'll deal with it because it means a good agility dog. Please remember that the majority of your life you spend with that Spaniel will be at home. <laughs> so you, you just got to remember that and put that first. I put that before agility because that is the majority of the time. Um, and so basically you have to remember that it probably took the handlers of the Spaniels you see excelling at agility many years of hard work to get where they are today. 
So again, I appreciate all the compliments and everyone believing in me and Arrow, but at the same time, you know, I'll hear it all the time, like, oh, Summer's gonna win this with Arrow, or you're here, you're gonna win this with Arrow, you know, uh, this is your kind of course, blah, blah, blah. Um, and as as great as that is, and you know, people be like, oh, I want my dog, I wish my dog was like Arrow. I'm like, you probably don't actually, like you probably really don't. Um, as lovely as he is, from an agility standpoint, you probably don't, in fact. Um, not if you had to start from where we started. Um, maybe if you had him from now, maybe. You know, I'm not even convinced of that. But, you know, if you had to start from where I'd start with him, you wouldn't choose that. I, I'm telling you now, you probably wouldn't. I don't think you'd choose that unless you are a sucker for pain and you like putting yourself through really challenging things. In that case, respect, well done. Um, admirable, I suppose. But yeah, you just got to remember that. So the next time you see a spaniel and you think, oh, I need that. I need that for agility. Just remember all these things, you know, that also are things about spaniel. I can't talk today. Just remember all these things that are also things about spaniels. You you get what I mean. You got to remember all the things. You can't just think agility. You've got to think of all of these aspects of a spaniel. So that is my eight things. Um, a bit of a shorter episode today, but that's not always a bad thing, is it? I've given you so many episodes that have been nearly two hours lately with guests. Um, so this breaks up a bit, I suppose. But uh, all in all, you know, I bloody love Spaniels. Arrow is my little soulmate. I love him to pieces and I wouldn't change him for the world. He wouldn't be him if he wasn't who he is. So I wouldn't change him, swap him for the world. You know, I'm obsessed with him, but he has been hard work and I have learned all of these things about Spaniels in the process. Again, the disclaimer, I'm putting it in there again. This is just my experience and I have only had one Spaniel. I'm sure and I know there are so many more people out there with so much more experience of multiple Spaniels. Um, they've owned the breed for way longer, obviously. Um, but from my perspective on my podcast, this is what I've learned. So, you know, Definitely do your research, go talk to people with more experience, you know, Spaniel breeders, Spaniel owners for years, people with Spaniels, like eight Spaniels, um, stuff like that, breed experts, um, if you're going to get, or if you want to get a Spaniel, but please do all your research and consider all of the things before jumping in and getting one, because, you know, you've got to make sure that all the things are in place and you're happy so that you will be happy living with this dog and this dog will have a good quality of life. So that is pretty much it. Um, you know the drill. Keep sending me more topic ideas, solo, guest, all the things, and leave the podcast a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, maybe both, and ideally five stars. If you're feeling generous, that really helps me out. Use my Huel link um, to get all the discounts, all the free things. Skip back to the start of this episode if you want to hear that link again. It will be in the description though, always. And I will see you all next Wednesday. Just before I forget, please follow me on all of the socials. I'll put them here on the screen on the YouTube video and down below in the description on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Trust me, I am active on there most days, um, especially on stories, you know, multiple posts a week on Instagram. TikTok, I've been loving TikTok lately. I love TikTok. It's so much fun. It's so lighthearted. So I'm posting loads of funny, relatable uh, dog and agility and a bit of fitness and food in there as well. Content on TikTok if you want to check me out on there. But that is absolutely everything for this week. Thank you once again for listening. And I hope you can come back and join me again next Wednesday at 8pm. Bye, guys. <laughs>